Hello, hello, it is me, your host, Brian. Welcome to our Sunday night call-in show. It is uh, Sunday, 8 o'clock, Eastern Time. Uh, we only have a couple calls in the queue, so if you've ever wanted to call, you can give us a call now. Um, I gotta read the phone number, though, because I'm a fucking idiot, and... Uh, I'm, I'll have it in two seconds here. I don't know why I didn't just look at it. It's six, six, one, four. Oh, I think that's the wrong phone number. Okay. So I got to get the phone number. So this is not good hosting, but I would love it. I didn't bring the chat up because you know what I was doing, everybody? You want to know what I was doing before we started recording this? I was sending Jay the first episode of Shocktober. Uh, I was sending it to Jake, and it's 614-655-3887. The chat's up. Give us a call. We need you. I need help. I'm only here by myself. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I sent Jake the first episode of uh, Shocktober. It is going to be, uh, it's it's done. It's recorded. It's, uh, depending on how you look at things, it's funny or depressing. And oh, that's how Shocktobers go, you know? You're either going to get a depressing show or you're going to get a funny show. Usually, though, I will say this about that. It is way funnier when it's depressing to me. It's just a bunch of sad millionaires. Like, why would I? Well, Bubba's not a millionaire, but you know what I mean. A bunch of sad millionaires like, well, I'm not just I've been thinking about this all week. I have been thinking that they should 100% quit and somebody in somebody in their life needs to tell them hey we don't need this shit you know we don't need to be on uh opie needs to be told not to do it anymore but then when i say that it's like what if somebody told me not to do it anymore is is the thing that's what gets me going you know because it's like oh am i that guy am i am i opie now sitting in my fucking office in my house trying to do a show so uh yeah oh hunter x hunter biden said i'm from florida no amount of money can get rid of the sadness of living in tampa let me just say this right now i think tampa seems fucking sweet man i I've been, and maybe this is, maybe this is some propaganda by big uh, shock jock, but when I sit around all day and I listen to these shows, right? So you, you, you think about what I'm listening to. You got, you got yourself uh, New York, which fun place, you know, I've been there. I don't think of it as, what's the, how am I supposed to? I don't think of New York as like a place where people are happy and enjoying themselves is how I feel. But that is one thing. Now we're looking at Washington, D.C., home of the grease man. I like, I like D.C. Still, not a place you think of as fun. Now, now we're going to hit Bubba the Love Sponge, right? Tampa, Florida. That place sounds beast. I heard him today talking about how he said this is what he said today he said uh 
Tampa has more strip clubs than churches. And I was like, see, that's the kind of shit I would do. That's the kind of shit. Well, I don't go to strip clubs, but I mean, I prefer that to churches, I guess, would be my feeling. Uh, yes, Billy, Billy Mumphrey's in the chat said, hello, great buddy. I am, might have to do that if some people don't call. I got, I got two calls in the queue. Uh, I might have to call some people and be like, hey, what are you, uh, what are you up to? You know? So I'm going to be doing Street Fight tomorrow, the uh, basement show episode. Well, yeah. Uh, Hunter x Hunter Biden said it still has so many churches. Well, the thing is, every place has too many churches but to have more strip clubs than churches seems like pretty fresh to me it just seems like a different kind of like fun i don't know tampa seems more more than like uh vegas tampa seems more fun to me than vegas you know it's like it's like it's like vegas but and i i hate to say this because vegas is extremely trashy uh, but it's like Vegas, but like a uh, uh, little trash here, which I think is way better, way better. Because I remember being in Las Vegas, me walking around. Uh, I, I remember when me and Brett went to uh, me and Brett went to Vegas and uh, we're running around the city. And I remember seeing this guy earlier in the evening. He's, he's walking with his wife and his two kids. This guy is. Definitely walking with his wife and two kids. I see him uh, about one o'clock in the morning. I got to say one o'clock in the morning or so. I come walking into I'm walking down the strip and I look over and the same fucking guy is sitting on the ground on the concrete sitting there with his head down drunk asleep. And it's just like, dude, you're on vacation with your fucking kids. This is horrible. And that's when I decided, uh, you know, I'm going to wait to take. I don't know why you would take your kids to Vegas anyway. Odd vacation choice. I, I know they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's more of a family place now. It's not actually. People still, you know, offer you cocaine and stuff out on the strip pretty, pretty freely. It's, it's not a kid's place. So I didn't understand taking your kids there anyway. But I get it, man. Sometimes uh, you want to get out there. You want to gamble. You got kids. Uh, you're not going to wait till they're fucking 18 to go with them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Vegas Strip is maybe the worst four miles in the United States. I'll agree with that. It's a real shitty place. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Hot Tits 420 said, you look like you need cocaine maybe. Well, I just look like the kind of guy because of the way I dress, uh, not because of how I look. If people run into me on the street now, they look at me and they're like, uh, oh, wow, yeah, Sir uh, I can't say the name. Serena from Twitch said, uh, man, I, I got taken to Vegas all the time as a kid in the 90s and in high sight, it was hella weird. It is very strange place to uh, take your kid because Yes, and I know hype beast. I wear hype beast clothes. That is the thing. I'm a I'm a 43 year old man. So 43 year old white man. Uh, you would never walk up to a 43 year old white man that looks like me and ask him if he wants cocaine. You would never fucking do that unless I'm wearing like an anti social social club shirt. 
then I look like the type of guy that definitely needs cocaine, like at all times to live and to feel good. So that would be, uh, uh, yeah, that would be a big problem for me. I'm going to pick up the phone now. Again, 614-655-3887. Don't make me call people like the grease man and say, uh, uh, you know, have them tell me they're on their way out the door. Um, <laughs> Hunter X Hunter Biden said, I'm from Miami. You would blend in fine as a white guy in hype beast clothes. That's true. I, I do think some play. I'm just saying like, like looking at me as a person, like, when you look at what I look like, if I was wearing some kind of like uh, t-shirt, if I went out, right, and I bought a pair of fucking pants at the uh, Walmart, and then I also put one of those fucking, uh, I also put one of those shirts with the Constitution on it, you, would, you, could, you could easily be thinking I'm the police. You know, so yeah, that is, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer some calls. Let's, uh, let's see who we got on the line tonight. Uh, everybody is multiple callers here. Give us a call, please. I need to talk to people. Thank you for calling. Who am I talking to tonight? Hello, it's Hank in Los Angeles from last week. How's it going, Hank? From, yeah, from last week. How's it going, Hank? And I've, I've been previous made previous appearances like the last like four or five weeks, and it's uh, let me know if it's getting too much. I'm here. I'm 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 really thrilled that you let me come on the air and help you put words on the internet. So I'm, I'd like to keep calling, but also I feel like I'm occupying too much space, and I'm always conscientious of being in other people's way. I make people stay on the phone with me longer than I should uh, a lot of times, but I don't think that's the Hank. You're easy to talk to. I'm going to tell you that. It's easy to talk, to, you know, for a guy that's doing shows with different co-hosts every single week this week, Tony Boswell, uh, from the minion death cult podcast will be my co-host on the other show. Uh, and I think people will like it. I don't know. I haven't recorded it yet. So maybe I don't even fucking like it, you know, but, uh, yeah, I I'm having fun with the co-hosts, like all my friends, all my, all my dang friends are meeting up in Vancouver. So I have to like work around that uh, because everybody's going there. I was going to have Mike Hale co-host with me this week, but uh, he was in, he's headed to Vancouver. And also I don't like to make the guy get up in the morning. You know, I like recording the day now. I'm like a big time proponent of just getting it out of the fucking way now. Uh, never was a morning guy. And I mean, you can't really yeah. call it a morning thing. I don't record before noon. But... <laughs> I'm turning into yeah, a morning yeah, guy. Uh, Hank. Your morning is one. No, I, I understand. Yeah, you're, uh, you're 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 coming back into the actual moment, but you're 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 a noon morning guy. I get it. It's good. I, I want that. That's my dream. Fuck waking up. My on goal time. is ten. Sucks. Stupid. My, I, I talked to my. I had my parents. Yes, I I had a birthday party yesterday for one of my nieces, and uh, was talking to my parents, and you know they were asking what's going on with me uh, because you know they're they. I don't know who they talk to. There's no fucking way they follow me anywhere on like Twitter or something like that. Um, oh, 
Jason probably, but they knew that, that, you know, they knew about the split and, uh, they were sort of asking me what I was doing. And, uh, we got kind of into a conversation about sleep and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I just, I'm useless if I don't have my 10 hours and I'll say stuff like that to people at like a party or something like that, just to make them crazy that like, it makes me kind of sad in a way that it's rare for people to get nine, 10 hours of sleep. Like they're so excited to hear, like, you know what I mean? Like people, people want, cause I go to sleep about midnight, 1230, one o'clock and I get at 10 and I make myself get out of bed at 10 because my sleep medicine makes it kind of like, I don't know. My sleep medicine makes me tired and, uh, it makes it harder to get up. So I just sort of like, fucking wake up. I always have pee right at like 945. I get up, I pee, and then I lay down and say, I should just go back to bed for the rest of my life. And then I uh, get out of bed and drink a bunch of caffeine and get moving. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I want to be a morning person now. I want to be a person that gets to like, like when I record with Chris James, right? He lives on East Coast time. So he gets up at like three thirty or four in the morning in Vancouver. And I'm just like, so impressed by that. Cause I would never do that ever do that. So that's professional as hell. Really? If you're, if you're, if you're asking me, he's a very professional man and uh very nice. So, so what's been going on, Hank, what's going on this week? Yeah. Everybody's singing tuna fish. In the oh chat. man. Don't that do is that. Um, what's up? It is very professional. I, I, I'm, I, well, I'm just answering your question. I'm just going to ramble for a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person I'd say, but I'm more an autonomy person. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't really have a much of a sleep in, in me because I, I, and if I get up, I start get going and I get, unless I let my depression kind of like talk me back into like staying in bed, you know, for another couple hours. And then that, that can be bad. But if I'm getting up, I'm usually getting up pretty early. Uh, but it's, it's only good when it's your choice. Like I, I, this woodworking job I've uh, talked about a little bit on here. I had to be up at like, uh, six 30. I had to be, you know, the, the shift started. No, no, no. I was waking up at five 30. <clears throat> um, I had to be on the road by six 30. The shift started at seven, you know, and you're in like, when you love a hobby and you kind of have this, uh, like interest in, uh, creativity and art and using your hands like woodworking, and then it becomes a profession. Like you have to do it as a fucking job. Woodworking at 7 a.m. against your will, although I mean, you know, you know what I mean, but like having a job woodworking is a very different emotional exchange with the world than uh, waking up early to do something that you want to do or, you know what I mean, or, or getting up on your own terms. And that's what this world takes away from us, I think, whether you're a morning person or an afternoon person is that we all have to operate on the terms of other people. And it's usually someone who's doing much better in life, who has money. And the reason they have money is because the rules allow them to steal your life, your value. And uh, so, yeah, I get really resentful when I have a job. <laughs> but I need I one. Think that's one of the most. So if anybody's out there looking for a video. I, yeah. I think go. it's one of the most evil. That's one of the sort of the most evil things about. I hate to say it like this, but you know, people make fun of me or whatever, but that's, I think one of the more evil things about capitalism is that like people, uh, we even like, don't, we don't even talk about 
getting up. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't really sit around and talk about like, what would my life be like if I never had to get up to an alarm clock? That is, you don't see that as a conversation anywhere. And I think it's like really fucking cool that like, uh, um, or I think like with me, uh, I don't get benefits for what I do. I'm married, so it doesn't matter. She, she gets benefits. I don't get benefits for what I do or anything like Thank that. You. But when, when I talk about, when I talk about like what, when I talk about what I do and what the, besides making money, doing what you love, which is really cool. I, I fucking really like that. But like it, the biggest thing I get out of this is like, I sleep until I want to get up. I sleep, I go to sleep when I want to go to sleep and I get up when I want to get up. And I was talking about this to people at this party yesterday about how I raise how I raise Gwen and um, how I, I found that like uh, being the boss was more stressful than not being like that if that makes sense like at the time i was like doing the anarchist i was very you know into like the anarchist theory and stuff like that and i just sort of felt like like yeah i i'll just let her do what she wants but now i think about it and i think about like how my parents did things and and how other people i know who have whose parents did things where it was like i've i've seen the strict people and I've seen the non-strict people. And I just feel like the people that aren't super strict are more happy. And I think that could be extrapolated to the actual world in that, like, if people were able to go in when they want and get out when they want and uh, just have to do the hours, you know, or the work, you know, if they're so bent and they're always so hung up on making you do the, the 40 hours. Um, so if they want the 40 hours, let you just fit your eight hours into that thing. And that's how I always treated my daughter. And, and one of the weirdest things about my daughter that was way different from me is uh, when I was growing up, we had a curfew that was one as fits all. It was you know, my curfew was 10 o'clock, but it changed every summer, but we'll say my curfew was 10 o'clock and it, it, I couldn't say, could I do this until 11 or midnight? You know, it was, you know, well, your curfew is 10 o'clock, so you gotta be home. And, uh, so I would sneak out at night and shit like that. I'd, I'd jump the fence, sneak out the back door, be gone all night and then come home right before my parents go to work or whatever. And like, uh, to me, I felt like, man, they're making it harder on themselves because I feel like life is much easier when you're not telling people what to do, when you're not telling your kid what to do. And a really great example is that when Gwen was very young, she said, uh, well, my bedtime, because after she started school, she started saying, you know, uh, uh, she started hearing her friends have bedtimes and shit. She goes, hey, what's my bedtime? And I was like, I don't give a fucking shit. What time you go to bed? Like, I, I could not. It, it's not even something that would ever register in my head something to care about. And she was like, all right, then I'll do it at nine. And uh, made her own fucking bedtime at nine o'clock. And I think that's where the thing with me being like, I, 
I got to make sure I'm out of bed by 10. I think it's the same fucking thing where like we naturally want somebody to just tell us to do things. But I do hate, I hate having a boss. You know what I mean? Like, but I just think that like if bosses out there were more flexible about when and how things need to happen and even school if i thought that like principals and school boards were more uh were more flexible about when things need to happen and when things could go in i really think everybody's life would be easier and that even includes the bosses and shit yeah that you know that's something that we on our side, the, like I'm very anti-capitalist. Um, I grew up in a kind of conservative household, not like a overtly political, you know, we weren't like watching, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, but like my dad was conservative. So I, I've gone from being like a kid who admired his conservative dad, got a Chris, got a shotgun for Christmas when I was 13 years old, uh, to like a raging burn it all down, you know, leftist, communist, anar uh, anarchist, anti-capitalist. I'm just throwing out all the words, but I've gone very far in that, that, that journey. And, uh, I totally just fucking forgot what I was going to say. Uh, what did, <laughs> God damn it. Um, oh, I'm the, just uh, talking about how people will the, uh, generally give themselves. People will generally. Yeah. Give themselves boundaries. I got it. I got it you back. do not Go have ahead. to give people boundaries. Yeah. You don't, I'm just saying that like with most people, you don't have to give them boundaries. They will do it themselves. And I think everybody's much happier. Sure. You know, obviously, we also know that the goal of the labor market is to get as much as they can out of you for the least amount of money. And that, like, I, I think we all know that the reason that they do it that way, even though it's a lot harder, is to, like, exert power more than anything. Yeah. You're totally right. Uh, I, I remember what I was, I was saying. Uh, our, on our side, that's why I dropped all those words being on the left and stuff. And, and when we talk uh, from capitalism or system, we often talk about how it actually is also bad for the who are like the managers, like for all the people that are doing awards, those people, they're also miserable, this whole system. Uh, I mean, the middle actually is also bad for the who are like the managers, uh -oh. like, for all the people that are doing we're losing, Hank. We're losing Hank, everybody. Bing bong bong bing bong bong bong. What? I'm listening to the call here. I'm listening to the call Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, fuck it. We're losing Hank, everybody. Should I hang up? Oh, now I'm hearing me. Here's the deal, Hank. Give us a call back, and I'll put yourself. Call us back, and I'll put you through in a minute. Bye, bye, Hank. Poor Hank. Yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. You know, he. Uh, um, yeah. Let's uh, get this next call. Six one four six five five three eight eight seven. If you want this show to uh if you want this show to go on longer than 45 minutes just call uh <laughs> and i will answer it and talk to you 
Hello, hello. Who am I talking to? It's Bear. Now, you don't sound like a robot bear. You're more rustic. You're like a more sort of rustic uh, southern version. Like, Hank is like California, and you're more, you know, a nice little southern pleasant uh, voice. How you doing, Bear? Oh, I'm doing great. I didn't realize I sounded southern, although it doesn't surprise me. Relatively. I don't know. You're from the south, right? Yeah, I am. I, I am definitely from the rural south, so you would not be wrong. I just Everyone from here thinks I'm from way up north. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I'm from, obviously, everybody knows where I'm from. I'm from Columbus. And, uh, you know, when you're watching the news or you're watching like uh, or listening to professional broadcasters, uh, I generally have the sort of accent that they want to have. That I have that I that's why people now I'm gonna sound like I'm bragging, but I'm really not bragging right now. Don't give me grief for it. Um, but people say I have a good voice for radio, but it's just because I have the Midwestern sort of a uh, uh, generic accent. But when I started doing Street Fight, uh, and we started, you know, people getting a hold of us still and shit like that or when people would get a hold of us back then, they would say, like, you guys have accents. And I never fucking was, I was like, what? And then, like, over time, I started noticing, you know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I started noticing, oh, yeah, I do say words weird. But I don't know if I'm doing that on purpose now or if I'm just doing it, you know? Yeah, I feel that. No, nah, everyone from around here Bear. thinks I'm from like, thinks that I'm from like Minnesota or some shit. Oh, Minnesota. Bear, Minnesota, let me ask you this. But, you know. What was your, uh, uh, what was your bedtime when you were a kid? Okay. My parents were insane and my mom thought that like really early bedtimes would make me smarter. So my bedtime used to be 7.30 when I was a kid. <laughs> that was a fucking punishment to me. Uh, believe it or not, like, if I fucked up, my parents would be like, dude, you, you, you know, 10 o'clock. Like, or, or my bedtime was mostly midnight. It just kind of hovered around midnight. But yeah, if they got pissed off at me, they'd be like, you just, just fucking go to bed. And they wouldn't let me... Uh, they, they wouldn't let me like, you know, watch TV in my room, even though I, I only had a TV in my room for a very short amount of time, but like, you know, no phones, no TV, uh, would scream at me if the radio was playing in there and it was just like, go to sleep. Never, ever, 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 ever figured out how you're just supposed to go to sleep. I'm it's, it's, it's 2022. I'm 43 years old and I still, I don't know who, how you could ever possibly do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they can either, and I think that's why they're so mad, because like everyone used to say, just do that. I think they felt like, no, you're just supposed to, and they think just laying there in exhaustion is like, just going to sleep. Yeah. I, I think they think weird. they're just supposed I've to lay never... there and pass out from exhaustion. Yes. Well, they're tired as fuck. 
You know what I mean? We've been sitting around all day at school or, or whatever we're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the school thing's always been a real... Because when I was a kid, you know, you would... The news would, every, every few years, the news would say teenagers' brains are not wired to wake up early in the morning. And you would hear that all the fucking time, you know, right. uh, it, it would happen once a year. Teenagers should be coming into school closer to nine or 10, uh, and staying a little later. And, um, they go, uh, uh, Oh, let me answer this real quick. Treetop DeLorean. I asked an Ohio friend if people say turlet to mean toilet, but she said, no, it's just Brian going to the turlet, not the whole state of Ohio. It's not an, turlet's not an Ohio thing. That's a, uh, uh, I think that's West Virginia. I, I think you got to get a certain, you got to get South for that. It's like Warsh. I mean, Warsh is more, more prominent in Ohio, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, actually say toilet or turlet. We, we do say toilet. I say turlet for fun, but uh, yeah. I mean, my parents would send me to bed when I was fucking 17 years old at 11. And it was like that, just the most mind blowing shit in the world. Like, oh. what the fuck? How am I supposed to do that? Okay. Not at 17. Let me tell you what happened with me. This happened with a lot of things, not just bedtime, but it definitely happened with bedtimes. Um, people in my neck of the woods are real fucking small for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Just like, I'm not even that big of a man. I'm like 5'11". And like 210, but I'm like the biggest man around, right? I'm a big guy from my area. I think it's like something in the water or some shit, right? <laughs> and by the time I hit 14, I was way bigger than both of my parents. And I just realized that when I was like 14 or 15, and I was like twice their size, I was like, oh, I don't have to listen to these people. And I just stopped. And they'd be like, go to bed. And I'd be oh, like, I no, what are you going to do about it? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Fuck, I could have used that. I could have used that confidence bear. I, uh, I, I think I was afraid of my parents until, Hmm. I think I was, af uh, I, I think I was afraid of my parents until I was 25. Like I hid smoking. I hid, I smoked cigarettes, uh, from the age of 12 to the age of 26. And then from like 40 to 43, I, I just quit again. But, uh, um, I hid smoking from my parents when I was like 23. I didn't curse in front of my parents when I was 23. Now I stand around and fucking talk to them. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm worried about. You know, like I tell them I drug. They, I mean, obviously now they, I'm not hiding that I do drugs and stuff from my parents, but like there was that period of time as an right. adult where I was like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to do it. If I don't want them to catch me. Like I, I've said this before, and I said this back when I was a uh, when I was a little when when I was in therapy. I said this, and and I was I thought I felt like I was in trouble, like all all of my childhood and a lot of my twenties. I just I sort of felt like I'm in fucking trouble, man. I'm gonna get in trouble. Somebody's gonna do something. I was. I think that's what made me go all the way the other direction with the way I raise my kid. And also I think that's what made me go all the way the other direction as in like 
you know, the, the anti-authoritarian left stuff is, is what I think that's really what did it to me was like, I don't ever want somebody to feel like they're in trouble around me. I, uh, I definitely felt the same thing. Like all my life, I definitely always felt like I was in trouble for something like even now, like just the other day I did something stupid in a state park and I was like so paranoid. I had to go back and check for like cameras and shit, you know? Cause like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just off. I mean, dude, but, uh, I used to, I, I've talked about I, the cable company, I, how I would fucking sit on my porch and gag and almost cry before I went to work. Cause I thought I was in fucking trouble for work. <laughs> like work was going to get me in trouble. It was just, I did. I thought I was in trouble. I always have just thought I was in trouble. It's been a fairly recent thing for me over the past probably 10 years where I was like, oh, shit, you you can't get in trouble. Yeah, I know. You got to do some, like, serious shit to get in, like, actual trouble. And, like, we all know that. But, like, I think it's something specific about the way that, like, people like me and you specifically, I think we have a lot of common in our, like, upbringing and shit. I think it's something about the way people like me and you specifically were raised where we were just like, no, like they're gonna, something's gonna happen. You know, I think it's that like anxiety too. I'm just like, it is it, that no, is, we're in trouble. Someone's going to get us. All of my anxiety is really around like, uh, well, uh, you know, a lot of my anxiety was around work and, and my boss, me being in trouble with my boss. And then, some of the other anxiety is about, you know, being in trouble with my wife. Like all of my anxiety is around people who honestly, I mean, I can't say my wife doesn't give a shit, but uh, she would never like, Hey, you know, you're in trouble. That's not how she would act. But I always just felt like, you know, I pushed that onto her even after, even after like uh, I, I quit my job and I didn't have a boss and I didn't all that shit. I even pushed on my wife that whole like, uh, she's mad at me. I'm in trouble. I, uh, I've never had it with my boss. Like I've never given a shit about my boss just because I've always been able to pick up jobs so easy. So I'm one of those, I'll do anything for enough pay to make it to work and back home just so that way I don't have to be there kind of guy, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll do some real shit jobs for some real shit pay. So like, I've never worried about that. Cause like the worst thing they can do is fire me. And then I'll just like, go get a job somewhere else. You know? Um, yeah, that's but the, my I think parents that's for one sure. Of the, I, I think that's a freedom that adults don't ever really think about that, that freedom of like, well, if I'm willing to just work like if if i can get away with however many hours per week that i decide and i don't care what the fuck i'm doing for work that's a type of freedom that's like not a lot of people have because you know a lot of people i know and and people i grew up with and stuff like that um a lot of those people were like um I'm not going to work in fast food. I'm not going to work at this place. I'm not going to work at that place. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And like that to me my, was how I was too. Won't I go back did, to the company, you know? Yeah, but I did McDonald's. Like, like if I work at the place, I did, <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry. No, I'm <laughs> saying I did McDonald's and then I did Chuck E. Cheese and then I did uh, uh, Kroger. But 
after Kroger, I was like, I ain't fucking going back to McDonald's. I ain't going back to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. I, there was a thing with me about uh, uh, moving backwards. You know what I mean? That I was extremely fucking worried about just moving backwards. And uh, uh, I, I just uh, couldn't wrap my mind around not doing it. I don't, I don't give a shit about that at all. Like, I just never cared. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny, like, Bear, because never, it didn't I have never, anything. Because in my mind, like, like, I don't have a fucking career. Like, I don't have anything I'm going for. Like, I'm just making enough money to, like, yeah. buy food, weed, and clothes, and that's it. I don't give a shit about anything else. Right. It didn't have anything to do with the money because I would do, I would go backwards and pay just to do a job that wasn't anything like McDonald's, Chuck E. Cheese, Kroger. Like, I would get paid less than I made at Kroger or at, at McDonald's just so I didn't have to work at a fast food place again. So it wasn't even a money thing. It was always, like, a weird prestige thing. You know, like, I had this, this thing in my mind about, like, well, you do this and you don't have to do it anymore. You do this and you don't have to do it anymore. And, uh, uh, I just wasn't able to wrap my mind around not staying, you know, not going where I uh, seemed to be backwards. But again, like I said, it wasn't a money thing ever. It was really about the work. I didn't want to work at another McDonald's. I didn't want to, I didn't want to work at another Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't want to deal with food anymore i had made the decision i don't want to be around food anymore so i won't work at a place that serves food i don't want to do i want to do retail nah, I, never I don't retail though nobody would ever hire me <laughs> that's too that's that's too limited for me my only policy is i won't go back to a company i quit from you know like you get one chance mm -hmm. for me if i decide you're not the company then like, i'm not going back and then i think uh, I, I won't ever work at kroger or kroger owned companies my dad's like the number one Kroger manager in Georgia, and I have the same first and last name as him, and I look exactly like him. So there's no way of me denying, like, no, that's not my dad. Don't expect the same work ethic for me. He's like a massive bootlicker, too, so he'll work like 80 hours a week for nothing. That's uh, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I, I mean, like, I work... I, I, I was... It was even like... I think a lot of people feel this way, too, where, I don't know... Food is greasy food is, I think, a worst case scenario situation for almost everybody. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I think like the reason I said retail is because I wanted to work in a mall. The reason I said, you know, uh, uh, the, I would do, I, I always go to, I go to Smoothie King sometimes to get my breakfast. And uh, they're now hiring signs say, uh, no grease. And I look at it and I'm like, I would have taken that job just because there's no grease. I just don't want to be fucking greasy at the end of the day. That's what made me not want to do food again. It was just like, I can't do this. I don't want to wash dishes. I don't want to be around eating food that somebody already ate. <laughs> Sounds gross to me. See, I, I can't, I can't do dishwashing and I can't, I can't like bust tables. Like I can't do either of those. But everything else in a restaurant is fine to me. Like, if I'm working to go, if I'm being a cook, like, any of that shit, like, I don't give a fuck. That's just... I, I think it might be some sort of weird, like, just innate part of me that's like, yeah, no, food is always fine to work with, you know? 
Like, I know a lot of people yeah. who can't work with, like, raw meat and stuff, but I'll just grab a raw steak. Like, no. I'll, 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 like, fry raw chicken with, like, no gloves, and I don't care. Obviously, I'll wash my hands after, but, like, it just doesn't give me the ache. Yeah, it's a type of freedom. It really is like a type of freedom. Zach H in the chat said, "All of fast food never leaves your clothes when you work on one," and that's all day. That's like it's it's not even like like you can go home and take a shower and probably get it out, but like the clothes are ruined. You 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 know, you, your clothes will always be ruined from that kind of work. So it is uh it's tough. I I just See, like that's I said, another thing you don't really I, care about. Yeah, yeah. I all mean, my, that's, uh, that's good, too. All my clothes are, like, cheap as hell and or shoplifted, so they're already fucked up. So, like, I don't give a shit about that either. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. I have a real problem with, like, uniforms and shit, too. I, I'm a real nasty, like, prejudice, almost, in a way, against uniforms. I, I was talking about this with uh, uh, people yesterday, but it was, like... um worked at the cable company they would make you wear a hard hat all day and i just couldn't stand being seen in a hard hat i just thought it was the most fucking embarrassing thing in the world to wear a hard hat um so i didn't like wearing them and i don't like okay. wearing there's something about putting a uniform on i just can't i can't put a uniform on let me tell you something brian here's what i get to do right i I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I exclusively wear cargo pants and I own 24 pairs exactly of the exact same black cargo pants, black Levi's cargo pants, right? Well, those are nice. I have and some since I own so many of them, yeah, since I have so many of them and I have OCD, like I have it on paper somewhere that I have OCD, whenever I get a job, I submit it to them and I'm like, by the way, I can't work here unless you let me wear black cargo pants. And then two things happen. <laughs> One, it's guaranteed I get to hire because of like the, the laws about you know, how you have to hire so many disabled people. So it makes them look better. And it's not like I need like big accommodations. It's like cheap, easy ones, you know, so the man wear cargo pants. pants. And two, yeah, they almost pants. never enforce the rest of the uniform either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. never. I mean, and then, I don't so, think. Like, I wonder if bo most bosses, I don't think, I think the only reason bosses really uh, uh, enforce the dress code is be is if they think somebody might come in and, and tell on them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's really the case too. But so far, I've never worked a job that enforces like the other parts of the dress code, you know? Usually they chuck the whole thing out for me. They're like, fuck it. Yeah, who cares? You know, you're in the kitchen. I don't know why you have to wear a uniform in a kitchen. Like, that doesn't fucking make any sense to me at all. Like, if I'm in the other room. Yeah, I never got why that do shit I have either. to fucking dress up? Yeah, I hated that. Because, you know, I'd be the working in the kitchen at Chuck E. Cheese and I'd untuck my shirt and the boss would fucking lose his mind. And it's like, what the fuck? Why do you care? Like, <laughs> nobody's seeing this. The only place I've ever worked where it made any sense was the mellow mushroom I was at because their fucking kitchen window was open. But that's also the only place that didn't require a uniform for their kitchen staff. They were like, just come in and yeah. non-slip shoes. I don't give a fuck what else you're wearing. 
It's perfect. That's what I would have been looking for. Like I love, I, I, my dream was to get a job where I had to wear a fucking uniform when I was a, a teen. I never got that. So it was, uh, I mean, Kroger only makes you wear, a uh, uh, the stupid smock. So I could wear some of my normal clothes, but they always wanted a collar and I don't take kindly to collared shirts. I do not like those. So I shan't be wearing them. Yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a color shirt guy either. I can never stand them. I hate them. I feel like a geek in one. I always feel like a geek when I put one on, you know? Unless it's a cowboy shirt. I do wear yeah. cowboy shirts sometimes. Fucking, I, my thing is, like, I don't mind that I look like a fucking loser. Because, like, I always look like a loser no matter what I do. Especially wearing the cargo pants all the time. But the second I put on, like, a collared shirt, oh, I just... I just look like a square. No matter what else I do, I look like I'm going to like tell you about how, you know, the free market isn't free enough for some shit. I just, I don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. I look racist when uh, I put on a collar shirt. Uh, brother, me too. Uh, I do too. Well, I got to get some more calls in bear. Uh, we have them in the queue now. Thank you for calling and saving my ass. Um, I will talk to you again soon. Oh, as always. See you later, man. Peace. Bye. All right. Yep. Uh, so we are going to answer the next one. This person has been waiting a while. Hello. Who am I talking to tonight? Ah. Hey, this is Danny from Brooklyn. What's up, Danny? How you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> that was good. Hey, uh, I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, I'm just doing laundry right now. Some Sunday laundry, uh, cleaning up pants and, and shorts. You know, I've been wearing for a while. And uh, huh? I did some folding today. I did some laundry today. I folded some clothes. It was, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? I was, uh, uh, my wife does the laundry most of the time and, and she every once in a while will be like, Hey, can you switch the loads? And I'll be like, yes. And then I won't switch them. And then she'll get kind of mad at me and, uh, but she'll do it anyway. I'm bad at laundry. You know, I did, I was complaining about this on Twitter, so I might as well bring it to the show. Uh, she bought new hampers today, which I don't know why it bothers me, but I always just felt like we were going to have the hampers we have until we die because uh we've had them for so long you know getting rid of these 20 year old hampers is going to really hurt my it's going to make me sad to tell you it's like getting rid of a member of the family i co-sign that i am a real big advocate of using things far past their presumed use by date maybe not like in the food department but definitely no i would never do that old plastic items yeah, just like old plastic items that were clearly designed in like 2005 or whatever and were just sort of presumed to be used, maybe bought from Target or something like that. And they just figure, oh, you'll lose this in a move somewhere or whatever. But like, despite all odds, it just sort of remains. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we've talked about it before. I'm not a food 
you know what that day i don't care i know people love to fucking be like hey man you know that's just a suggestion that date on the food and somebody else wrote it it's not like it's like ordained from from the lord or anything like that and i'm like it might as well be my man it is or it is for me uh ordained by the lord that i will not <laughs> be eating this food even one day after the usda is jesus to me <laughs> that is a good rule i would say uh yeah i mean it is always funny when you go to like a grocery store or something like that and there'll be an expiration date but it will be on like you know a bottle of soap or something and it's just like how did this get on here I will use soap past the expiration date. I, I will admit to that. Some kind of stuff, anything I don't have to eat, but I'm so, I think I'm like really weirded out by like rotten food. It's like, um, like I don't even like doing compost. My wife got us doing compost now. Uh, you know, some place in town, like if you, you pay them like, uh, Someplace in town, you pay them like uh, uh, six, thirty-five dollars for six months or some shit, and they come and pick up your compost. And the worst thing in the world for me is fucking going out and opening that compost outside to dump my food in there. I just I find it so disgusting, but it's good for the environment, <laughs> I guess. You know, I really I don't think we needed a service. I think you could just throw the food outside. But, you know, what are you going to do? We'll do the compost. Makes everybody feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've been known to do a little bit of urban composting myself where, you know, in the instances where I've been walking around eating uh, one of the portable fruits like an apple or a banana or something like that, and, you know, you get to that point where you're finishing up the apple and you, maybe you're not too close to a garbage can, but perhaps there's some sort of, uh, you know, like a potted plant or a shrub or something like that. That's pretty, you know, it's tucked away or whatever. And, you know, when nobody's looking or even if they are looking, you just kind of just kind of put that apple core in there. You just say, you know, back to the earth with you. you know? Yeah, I mean, I was told a couple years ago not to throw banana peels on the ground. It's the craziest fucking thing in the world. Uh, but they told me not to throw banana peels on the ground, so I stopped doing it. Uh, I want to I want to bring this up for uh, Zach H in in the chat from YouTube. He says, uh, uh, "Milk just gets the smell test past expiration. Usually, good five to seven days after. I will die before I smell milk past the uh, past the day. I would. I I just." <laughs> <laughs> I, I would i would like die of starvation before i would smell milk like, oh god even just thinking about that just made me nervous a little bit yeah i mean smeller. i mean we're testing fate when like uh you know when you bring dairy and uh meat and poultry into things uh for sure um, yeah, luckily I'm not really, I mean, I do the oat milk thing and that works out pretty well for me and yeah. they don't sell it in like gallon jugs. So, I mean, if it does go bad, I've been in a position where I've really experienced it. 
What's that movie? And, and I'm, I'm, I could be getting it mixed up, so I'm just going to say both movies so I sound intelligent. But there was Food, Inc., and there was a movie called The Corporation. And uh, both of those movies had a profound Im impact on me when I saw them. Uh, I mean, probably pretty close to, like, one of the earliest things that got me, like, I stopped eating fast food for a while. It got me starting thinking about, you know, some of that stuff and 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 one of them talks about milk and they talk about how like there's a certain you're allowed to have a certain amount of pus in the milk now here's the thing they pasteurize it i think it's probably fine you know uh, what's the difference between pus and milk really but like it just now when i look at a gallon of milk i see a gallon of pus and i mean again I don't care. I've said this before. I would eat turds if they tasted good. If they, if people were like, "Hey, you know what? Turds <laughs> taste a lot like a pepperoni pizza," I'd be a turd eating motherfucker. I would love turds. They don't taste that way, though. I don't think. I don't know. I've never ate a turd before, but like, uh, I don't know. Looking at it and seeing pus really fucked me up. It's the same thing. Like, I didn't eat Taco Bell from like 2009 to like 2000. 16 or something because like they said some crazy stuff they said wow fuck what did they say uh uh yoga mats i just wouldn't eat it i just wouldn't eat it and pink slime i wouldn't eat chicken nuggets i went through a phase where like all that stuff really gnarled me out the pink slime stuff really fucked me up and then what happens is you realize you have to live in a world where most of the food's made out of pink slime and pus <laughs> so you just got to live with it, you know? I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I keep imagining a situation where, like, you're at, like a, like, a pizza place or whatever. You're like, yeah, I'd like turds and pineapple on my pizza. And then someone's like, oh, you eat pineapple on your pizza? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't. I just, I, I just, like, this, this obsession we've talked about it on here in the past too, where I talked about like, if I go to a restaurant, I treat, I treat everybody that's working like they have dig like good, you know, I care about those people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to make their job harder. I want to make their night harder. Um, but also if, if they spit in my food and they never tell me, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about that. Anyway, I, I remember the big, the big fucking controversy in Columbus there was those two teenagers that were like rubbing their dicks on the subway bread and posting videos of it. And I'm like, who fucking cares, man? You know, <laughs> I understand. I, I totally fucking understand people saying like, hey, that's gross. I wish they didn't. And, and they, you know, if they didn't get caught, I wouldn't feel like they got away with a great injustice. It's like, I mean, what's the difference between putting your penis on a piece of bread and your finger on a piece of bread? It's this, it's made out of all the same fucking stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a skittish when it comes to that stuff. I feel like if you're eating out, especially if you're eating at subway, if you're eating somewhere where there's teenagers at they might rub their fucking dick on your food. That's just, like part of being a teenager. I, I never did it, but I did other gross things. 
Yeah, I, I just yeah. didn't want to pull my dick out. In yeah, front I mean, of people. you're just you're playing. Yeah, you're playing. You're playing with fire when you're messing with the youth like that. But I mean, I don't know. Just go for something fried, and there's probably less of a chance of that happening. Thank you, thank you. People are just so nervous. That's I always found it so funny when when we would do the thing on on Street Fight it, that where I would say I would eat like toenails and hair and stuff because I just am like I just don't. I don't think fingernails are gross. Like, I don't know why hair and fingernails are these, like, no-go zones. Like, I don't want to eat a fingernail, but but if you made me a cake and you said there's, like, seven fingernails in it, I'd still eat the cake. Who cares? You know, if it's, like, the, a good cake, who cares? It's fucking fingernails. What's so wrong with fingernails? And uh, Jay Chinatown in the chat said, said that's actually their new ad. Subway. What's the difference between a finger and a penis? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, on a slightly different note, uh, I had a very uh, street fight style story. Uh, if you are interested in hearing about um, getting free stuff off of the curb let's hear it let's do it yeah so um like i said i live in brooklyn and i currently work at this place uh called the brooklyn navy yard uh which is basically this area uh, that's a little bit more industrial uh right um next to the manhattan bridge and the brooklyn bridge in downtown brooklyn and there's just a bunch of stuff that happens there that's like uh, industrial sewing, uh, fabrication. Um, sometimes you get like a fancy firm there that does like designing and stuff. Uh, and it's like one of those initiatives where like 20, 30 years ago, the city of New York was like, we're going to try to get industrial making back into the city proper. And they did that, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing about that place is that there is very often a excess of tools and just sort of raw material that often gets thrown away there. And it's really wild to see some of the things that people throw away or that just get thrown away. And on Friday, I was coming back from my lunch and I saw a bunch of contractors just kind of like removing stuff from some sort of studio space. I have no idea why they were removing it, but they were. And I looked and I saw a saw stop uh, table saw. And because it, it's a very specific type of table saw for woodworking, and the cool thing that people like about it is if you touch the blade while it's spinning, it will literally stop in like milliseconds and prevent your finger from being cut off. Uh, oh, that would be you know, sick. I would be really messing with that. Like, are, yeah, I would. I'd be testing that. Yeah, it, like, it's really wild. Time. Yeah, it it actually is really it's really cool science because I mean the whole theory behind it is that humans just have you know electricity running through them like low low levels of electricity at all times, and the blade detects conductivity. So if you like hold a hot dog and then touch the hot dog to the moving blade, a big chunk of aluminum will spring up from the bottom of it and stop the blade immediately but 
if you take a hot dog, drop it in the air onto the blade, it'll still cut the hot dog because no electricity is hitting the blade. That's good because I, I mean, you don't want something, you don't want a table saw where you can't cut hot dogs is, is the way I look at things. Uh, so you want to, you, <laughs> no, don't, you don't want it to cut your finger. You want to cut your hot dog. Yeah, you want to cut your hot dogs, not your fingers. Okay, that th- listen. If the company that makes yeah. those saws uh, wants to say you 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 want to be able to cut your hot dogs, not your fingers, they can have that for free. Well, for twenty five thousand dollars, they can have that as their uh, slogan. I yeah, think. I think that'd be a, an amount of money that I would be good with. Yeah. Well, the thing, I mean. They're, they're a pretty well-known company now, especially in uh, contracting and what have you. And that technology comes at a premium because most table saws like a DeWalt or a Makita or like a Ryobi that you maybe get at Home Depot cost like maybe 300 to $500. And a base model soft top costs $900. And I'm at the parking area where all this stuff is. And I'm looking at this and I was like, this is a $2,000 table saw easily and i look it up and sure enough it's a two thousand dollar table saw just sitting on the road and i asked the people who are cleaning out the space like what what's the deal with this like what is this because there's other materials there too and they're like this is all getting put in the trash so if you want something you can ah. take it and i'm just like sitting there flat just like looking at this, this tool i'm like are you get, like somebody is this is being thrown away and then just as I'm about to take this saw stop up back to the studio that I work at, another saw stop on a dolly is rolled out. And I'm like, are you guys throwing away two saw stops? And they're like, yeah, this is getting thrown away too. So there's like $4,000 worth of table saw just sitting in front of me. And one of them is on a dolly. So I'm like, well, I'll take that one. And I roll it over to our freight elevator. I'm about to go back for the original one. But some other people are kind of putting hands on it now. And I'm like, this is fine. I don't care. I'm not greedy. I got they one. can have it. Yeah, I and got mine. I go up. Yeah. I got mine. Uh, I go up, continue working. And then when I got, get off working, I start over, uh, just going over this thing. And, you know, it's dirty. You know, it has some dust on it and everything like that. But, you know, it's a table saw, so it's not exactly designed to be clean. And uh, I'm looking at it. Everything looks fine. I plug in the motor. Uh, I put a couple, you know, things on it that uh, attach to it naturally. Get some hot dogs on Uh, it. Put some hot dogs on it. I look look inside it. The emergency brake is still there. It's never been deployed. And... uh, I plugged it in, turned it on, and it works like totally fine. And looked at, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it's a contractor saw stop, and it retails for two thousand dollars. And fuck yes, I'm just I, mean, I live in a small Brooklyn apartment. Yeah, I live in a small apartment, so I'm not about to take this home. But I literally just put it on Craigslist like earlier today, and I'm hoping I can maybe get like a thousand dollars for it (laughs) just like no problem i mean if it's definitely if it's like uh um definitely if it's like worth two grand you should be able to get a grand but if it's a contractor thing man i think you should get 15 
hundred. Although you're asking like a guy that doesn't haggle and would just take what anybody would give him. I'd probably sell the fucking thing for $500 because, you know, I don't like being uncomfortable for even a second, which is what I think haggling is. It's people with the ability to be uncomfortable for a while. But that is, that is like, so have you got any hits on it? I assume Craigslist, is Craigslist the best place to sell something like that? Or I don't know. Now I I don't know where to sell anything. I've been I've been on eBay a lot now, and uh, uh, you know I don't know if that's any better than like StockX or anything like that. So I just man, you should start your own sawing business. That might be something. Bring it over to Danny's oh, saw yeah. hut and all saw stuff. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, they could bring it over to Danny's saw hut, and uh, he can saw your hot dogs for Ooh, you. Brian, your nice. uh, your voice your voice is all kind of like it's all like jumbled up. It kind of sounded like the caller from earlier. Oh no, no. Okay, well, Danny, thank you for calling. Uh, I am impressed, and uh, I'm gonna right, try the I'll, next I'll, call. I'll, and see. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk to you later. Bye. Man, a fucking $2,000, man. I wouldn't know how to sell anything, but I'm having a lot of trouble selling Legos. I have the Batmobile still uh, that doesn't have a box. So, you know, if you want to buy the Batmobile from the newest Batman, the Techniques, uh, I would would be glad to uh, sell that to you. And uh, I just finished uh, Camp New where um spain or barcelona plays uh soccer and uh i don't know i you know uh i can't recommend the soccer stadiums and and i'm gonna tell you why too repetitive you gotta put all the seats in it's crazy took forever so don't do that um i'm gonna take this next call i think it might be hank again i don't know you know so you get two hanks for the price of one hank Hello, welcome to Street Fight. Who am I talking to? It's Double Hank. Well, I'm back. Double Hank. I fought my way back. We got the second Hank. Yeah, my Hank two. Uh, Hank I switched the, over Hank Junior. My router. Hank the Stank. Hanky Panky Pudding in Pie. Uh, my router was on uh, the slow one, and then I switched over to the five G, and I, I tested it. We're good. I think we're good. Oh, really? Thanks for taking I, my call. I, I didn't know you could switch it. We're you got to do, uh, what's it called? You got to get fiber, Hank. You get the fiber internet. You don't even have no problems ever. I haven't had a fucking problem. The, the only problem I have, the only problem I currently have with my internet is that we run the calls through the computer at the office where the internet sucks shit. So like, uh, but if we, if I, at, at some point I'm gonna get rid of this fucking office and, uh, put the computer here and, uh, or give it to Brett. I, we haven't really decided how we're splitting that stuff up, but, uh, I'm going to put a computer here and I think, uh, everything's going to be just really keen and the room's going to be 2000 fucking degrees running all these computers. Yeah. 
you're gonna yeah that's gonna be hot um hopefully the delay is better then because uh I, and someday i'd like to have a conversation with you that's without the delay you know we we did a long right. like I think two if peas in a delayed pod and it's yeah, if I can get my hands, if I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know who gets what here. So uh, I don't know if I'll be bringing the specific computer there, but I am going to move everything here because we have uh, uh, we have fiber here. I have faster internet here. Uh, it's just about like, you know, we got that office and I don't know how to get rid of it or anything <laughs> like that. So that's going to have to happen at some point. We just haven't you know, started to, you know, October is a bad month for me to get any fucking thing done. It's my big month. It's my big, uh, spooky month of, uh, my yeah, daughter's man. turning 18. Uh, I got shock jocks. It's all, it's all coming together this year. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, I hear you called with a hot dog. I, I, know, I know how it feels to have Dude, I was, listen, I, I, I worked at a woodworking, a professional shop for, uh, up until last March when my wrist uh, went out on me. But um, we had a saw stop. We had one of those. We had a big-ass expensive one. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see what the cost was, but I know it wasn't one of the early models or one of the, like, the starter models. And those things are worth every penny you spend on it because getting your finger cut off is no bueno uh, or losing half of a hot dog. Um, and like you said, you would like to try it. Um, I, I wonder how you would feel. Cause I think you, there are videos on the internet of people actually using their finger to try it. I, I haven't looked for that. Um, it can still maybe pierce the skin depending on how aggressive you Stop. go at it, but it, it, it absolutely works and it's amazing technology. No big deal. Um, I knew a guy, a guy I worked with, he worked at a, a woodworking shop and he, uh, accidentally set off the brake, not with his finger or a hot dog. He, uh, touched it with a um uh measuring tape because it's metal he did it on accident he was just getting he was just being a little bit careless and it and it set the break off so it, it, it conducts electricity and then it just shuts it down in an instant and it, it's pretty cool technology it's awesome that that guy found one for free that's like, that's really wonderful <laughs> and he's lucky he's got a place to keep it yeah because i would be trying to load that fucker in my in my prius you know yeah yeah i wouldn't even uh know what to do okay i have saw stop on and uh, all these guys, the inventors on there, and he's like, stick your fucking finger in the saw, bro. I think that's the inventor. And I'm not, I don't have closed captioning on, so I don't really know what anybody's saying. But like, is the main selling point, uh, I got a question now. Okay. Is the main selling point of saw stop that you can be a little less careful, or do they still want you to be careful all the time? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of like seatbelts, you know, it's like if, if you know you have that safety device, you're probably just in intuitively going to be less careful than if you don't have it, I suppose. Uh, but no, I don't think they. Oh, no. Hank's router's fucked up again. We're in big trouble now. We've had Hank. Oh, Hank hung up on me. What? All right. I'm going to take this last call. Oh. There's Hank again. I'll bring him back on here. And uh, then I'm going to no. take the last call. Okay, Hank. What are you doing, man? Why are you hanging up? I didn't do that one. It just disconnected. I dialed back. I'm dialing on Google Voice. So I just clicked on it again. I feel owned. I, use a, I have a whole like podcasting like you... setup. 
Yeah, I'm talking through like a fixing board and shit. So maybe it's all my my fault. I don't know. You hung Sorry. up on me though. That was sad. <laughs> sad. I felt real bad right, well, about it. You know, I don't get hung up on very take- often. I know. I know. I'm I'm just I'm just playing hard to get, hard to talk. Um, so That's I'm sorry nice. about that. Yeah. Um, I like it. I got a lot I'm more shit to ramble now. about, but I, I know you've got other calls and I've, I've already, you know, maybe, maybe tonight's not in the, in the cards for me. Yeah. Let's do it next week. Hank, maybe. Am I here next week? Let me make sure I'm here next week. First. I think I am. I'm 99, Okay. 99.999% sure I'm here next week. There is a week in October where right. I'm not going to fucking be here on a Sunday, but I will be here next week. Okay. I've been, uh, been falling I'm, in love with a cat, a stray cat outside my building. So, uh, I'll update you guys on that. Cause my heart is cracking open and I'm terrified of, uh, of, uh, all the emotions that are about that to happen boy. Cause I, I love this animal. I'll smooch her. Smooch she's so flea, sweet, but she's a little scared. Cat. Probably got fleas though. She needs love. You know what I'm saying? She puked All already. Right. I cleaned up well, her Have bucket. a good night, Hank. All right. Ew. See you, everybody. Love Bye, you. Hank. Yeah. Well, we got a last call here. You know what, though? My eyes are heavy as fuck. And uh, I'm a little bit tired. So well, it's not the worst thing in the world to take a last call here. Uh, oh, let me. Okay. So they put the hot dog. Okay. So. I have the saw stop on my screen now. I'm just going to move that over to the other screen because the other screen I used to just use to look at Brett, but uh, now there's nobody over there. I got the saw stop running on the other screen. <laughs> Let's get this last call. Hello, you are the last caller. What's going on? Uh, hey, man, it's... Uh second gasoline my real name is matt but uh, i'm matt. deep in this saw stop saw stop saga brother i'm i'm watching it right now i got it on the uh other screen here my i got a tv and then i got the phone calls over here on on the laptop so that's why a lot of times i'm so bad at streaming and i think i'm gonna get a better i'm gonna start streaming i think again on sundays or Sundays on fucking Wednesdays at six again, uh, probably after Shocktober. And uh, I think I'm going to move cameras around so I don't always look like I'm looking at a different thing because I have something on another TV. I, I fully see what I look like when I'm recording. I'm just like, I don't know what do you want me to do. You know, like I'm playing with Legos and looking at another screen. So what's up, Matt? Are you on break? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yeah. No, you gotta turn off. I gotta turn off. The, turn off that self view, man. It's too distracting. Self view. Oh, I don't off. mind. I don't need to see that. I don't. Well, I'm looking at the chat. Um. So I, I have it on in in the oh, chat. Oh yeah. And and I uh, look at I look at the chat and I see myself and how bad I look and the sh- like. I quit wearing sleeveless. I I'm, sleeves. I basically quit wearing sleeves for the rest of my life. Uh, but, uh, well, I, it might change soon, I'm, but I'm just, man, a big, dude, I'm just sitting there being jealous. Yeah. Don't wear sleeves. Matt, 
Everybody Je- out there. I'm jealous. No, I'm jealous of getting get. What? I'm saying I'm not. I'm 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 sleeveless shirt. I'm sleeve. I'm not sleeve pilled. I guess would be the way to say it. It just doesn't work. I'm tank pilled. I guess is what I would say. I, I own one sleeveless shirt and I did make it myself and it does have a flaming skull and crossbones on it. That's sick. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the, the shirts you have to make sleeveless, like you go on and, and like, if you're trying to make a shirt sleeveless, the, the best thing to do is, uh, Oh, this guy's a coward. Let me tell you about the saw stop people. A reason they're a coward. Um, these motherfuckers, uh, are doing it with a hot dog instead of their finger. You got to do your finger. Don't be a fucking coward. You bought this thing. It's a lot of money. See if it'll cut your fucking finger off. You know, uh, I don't like it, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I find all my most badass. like, like, I think next year I'm going to go on grailed and buy a shitload of uh vintage like heavy metal t-shirts and cut the sleeves off of them because like i have this metallica summer sanitarium tour 2003 shirt that i cut the sleeves off of and it just makes me look like a whole different person i love it it makes me feel so tough (laughs) right yeah it's like putting on a costume yeah yeah, it is. It really is. I, My parents I've watched, saw I've me without those videos. Uh, do, do you know? Go down the go down the hole. Also, when you're done watching the videos, and look up the saw stop lawsuits, because the owner of oh, the saw no. stop, the inventor, is quite litigious, and he's quite protective of his patents. And Bosch tried to make a similar one and got shot down. It's called the Reacts. And it does it does the same thing in a different way. And some court was like, no, so they can't fucking sell it in the U.S. But that's why they're so fucking expensive. And they just released that's a, released nuts. a sub sub thousand dollars off the bat. Yeah, they keep he just Fuck keeps so re-upping stop. his fucking patents. I don't know how, but that's bullshit, though. You know yeah, what I mean? That it's fucking like, technology hey, should I made be on this... every fucking contractor saw in the country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They should 100% have these on every table saw that you buy instead of some guy fucking, I invented making saws safe and you can have it for $1,000. It's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, he did go to like all the major companies and we like try to sell us tech right and if i'm if i'm remembering the story correctly and they were all like no we're not going to do it we're not putting that shit in our because it's too expensive you know or whatever it is and um and if i remember correctly like the also like still like insurance companies you know for like the people that have businesses insurance is more expensive when you have a uh saw like a, a table saw around on a site or wherever, or wherever uh, if that if it, if it doesn't have but if it if, it, if it's a saw stop then you like a big discount or something like that and I'm I don't know for sure but it would make sense I mean I definitely want one you know uh, for sure but it's they that I'm so jealous of old boy who found one on the side of the road I think I would like I don't know what I would do he he acted like quickly <laughs> I would probably I would yeah. probably panic I would think it was a mirage. <laughs> 
I was walking one Isn't day. There, is there anything better than getting table. getting something for nothing? Yeah, I saw a foosball table one day, and I didn't fucking take it. And I still think about how mad I am that I this foosball table looked perfectly <laughs> fine, and it was just sitting out on the road right up the street from me. And the only reason I didn't get the foosball table too late, I didn't want to lift it. Like, uh, uh, that's all. I just didn't want to lift the goddamn thing. And, uh, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, there's a foosball table up the road, but we're never going to have it because it's too heavy. <laughs> but I should have taken it. I should have fucking taken it. Uh, I, I, I tell my, my wife said that like, uh, Go ahead. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. I was just gonna say. I I, I tell my wife shit also. There was like, it was hey, it would be like, hey, some opportunity happened for me earlier. I didn't do anything about it. Like she's like, great, cool story. <laughs> Not, yeah, nice. I mean, that's the thanks thing. for sharing with me. The shittiest. <laughs> the thing about me is like, if I, you know, like I am cheap in real life. Like, I do know that as a person, I'm cheap, but, but I'm also like, I think I'm lazier than I am cheap, I guess, because like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, uh, uh, spend money on stuff, but also free stuff seems to be such a pain in the ass. I'm just like, I don't want it. I, I, I'll just, you know, not have it, you know? I'm just my cheapness. Yes, yeah. my cheapness is less than my, uh, uh, or is more than, is less than my laziness. But I am cheap. I promise I'm cheap. Everybody's everybody knows I spend money like really shitty. But like uh, uh, I am very cheap. I just don't buy things, and I, I I'm cheap in the most expensive possible way that you can be. But I would have loved to have that fucking foosball table. I've always wanted a fucking foosball table. Uh, even though I think it's a really dumb game and I don't know how to play it, but like, you know, it'd be nice to have one in the house. You could, you could spin, spin, spin these things. Make the guy do the You're flip. You're not supposed to spin it. You're not supposed to do that, actually. That's all I would do. I watched, I watched a documentary about foosball players uh, not too long ago. And it's funny because oh. in the documentary, they talk about the glory days of foosball in the like 70s and 80s and uh, people we were making fucking living we could spit it all we wanted yeah. back in the day <laughs> well people were making a fucking living doing it and like winning fucking cars and a million dollars and it was like they talk about like the glory days of foosball and now it's just like nobody gives a shit about foosball nobody cares but that would have been the nice like back there in 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 the 80s to like been around when something like that yeah. caught fire and just getting good at it. It's like the it's like that one character I think it was Laszlo from Real Genius, and he games like some Taco Bell like uh, games. Like you mail in, he, he figures out the math, and he, he gets like I'm, I'm gonna get thirty percent of the prizes or some shit. I, it was I'm like I just want to be able to game a system again. It's so hard, but you have to be on the bleeding yeah. edge of something. I don't know if you have to be yeah, smarter or lucky gotta, or both. We're just dumb luck. Right. I I think we all kind of live in a world where we got to, most of us got to be pretty relatively lucky that 
this we were able to game a system and that system is self-checkout like we got to live at a time you know uh-huh. in 10 years you're not going to be able to do it you're not going to be able to game self-checkout in 10 years it just won't be possible they're working their asses off now to make it even harder but i just think it'll be impossible to even game that shit by the time you know by the time my daughter's in her 20s like you won't be able to game it they'll they'll make it impossible and it'll suck and it'll be really sad and you're gonna have to go back to stealing like the old days yeah i'll have to buy all the packets of taco fucking seasoning and and uh you know fucking i can't 4011 won't work anymore and i can't say i just forgot that on the bottom of my card bullshit (sighs) i just read a whole story about 4011 and yeah they're working real hard to fucking change that uh they they definitely know what's going what on you, I, I read it, it was like in, yeah 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 we're gonna have to pay we're gonna have to go back to sticking steaks down our pants again it's gonna everything's gonna be fucked in the future <laughs> um because that's what you used to you used to go in there early in the day and just shove as many steaks as you can down your pants and then drive around in your car with a fucking refrigerator on the back of it and sell them to your, your regular customer. Do you guys, I remember do you my guys parents get the guy like, selling steaks in the parking lot guy? You guys have uh, that in that, Ohio where a guy pulls up in a parking lot with a trailer and sells steaks? Uh, um, well, yeah. But they generally have like regular customers and those steaks again are just stolen steaks from, from the store. Uh, we actually, when I was working for, when I was working for insight, I, cause I was out all day, the cable company, I, I was out all day. Uh, I would often get a guy that would stop me and say like, Hey, we have a surround sound system and in, in the back of this truck and it's a three hundred and fifty dollar uh-huh. surround sound system, and we'll sell it to you for uh, like eighty dollars. And uh, I never did it, and I think I never did it because I thought they were going to sell me an empty box or something like that. But like they would always say, "Hey, uh-huh. this is from H H Greg," and uh, I work for H H Greg, and they uh-huh. accidentally loaded an extra one on the car, so let me sell it. And they would try to sell it to you out of the box truck, and that was such a fucking common thing when I was uh, uh, working for a living. Like I would get stopped; I, they would come up to my van and like knock on the window and be like, "Hey," uh, but I never got offered food. There was a guy that drove around when I was a kid, and they called him the Vegetable Man, and he had. Uh, obviously he had a truck with a really crazy back and it was vegetables and he would come by every week and uh my babysitter would go out and like buy shit off of them but it wasn't like i don't know i didn't trust the vegetables at the time i thought they were it was a little bit of a weird situation but he looked kind of like a guy from sesame street so i'm sure he wasn't stealing them but yeah the the stakes in the back of a, a truck and a the stakes in a cooler in the back of a truck are are probably almost 99% of the time either uh, stir-dived or they shoved them down their pants and ran out of the store. Yeah, he does, so this guy does it like Nelson's 
chicken style. Like he'll have, he's got a big blow up fucking, you know, wavy arm floaty man steak. It's a steak and it's all like bleached out from the sun because he's been for doing it forever. But it'll sell you like, like five or 10 T-bones for like $25 or some ridiculous price. And I can't, I've never bought them, but I can only imagine what kind of, what kind of meat you're getting. And then it's like on the sign, it's like five, five or $25 for T-bones and then and shrimp. And it just says and shrimp on it. It doesn't say how much shrimp, what kind of shrimp. It just says and shrimp. I mean, the thing is like, we're all, I don't know if this is just me, but like even, even the steaks at the grocery store, uh, can gnarl me out sometimes you know like it, it just because yeah i don't i don't trust kroger to be a good steward of meat you know i'm not saying that that i'm not saying that like the people in the butcher shop are fucking up or anything like that i'm saying that the company doesn't fucking care where it's coming from and it's just trying to sell it and it's like i don't yeah. think i'm gonna buy steak off of a guy in a parking lot and when i'm already semi-nervous about buying steak at kroger right yeah it's like it, but it does intrigue me that you will you'll you won't drink milk of day past the date but a few fingernails in your pudding is probably fine whatever the fuck that makes me pudding that makes me is laugh. a weird one Pudding is a weird one. I, I just don't know. I don't know what is gross about fingernails and hair. Like it's never been a thing for me that I, I even think about. I know like your hands touch stuff or whatever, but it's just, they seem like such a, like, I don't know. They seem like a part of life to me, you know? And that's the way I think of, I, I just, I'm just like, fine, you know, bake me a cake, put five fingernails in it, and I'll eat the cake. I don't care. I do not fucking care if you put five fingernails in my cake. Why would I care? I, my wife won't, um, <laughs> she won't, she will, she will take extra time to pick out cucumbers that don't have fingernail marks on her because for fucking some whatever reason i'm not sure what it is when people are picking out cucumbers they grapple into them with every fingernail that they have and i do not i don't get it i just like pork pork cucumbers just they just get fucking fingernailed to death and i don't understand why i would i would say i've never thought of that and uh it's pretty wild that that now people listening are going to think of that. And like, I have never looked at that, but you know, that's a good point. Cause I Take think, a look at your next, you know, I'm real bad. you will see them. That's wild. I never even considered it's unmistakably that. fingernails. Never it's unmistakably, unmistakably fingernails. I work super hard though at the, at the, I am not a fan of the bruised fruit right i just want to throw right. that away you know what i mean like i i just i i know mm -hmm. that's wrong like because my wife is like i'll cut around it you know i don't care it's a bruise i'll cut around it i'll wipe it mm -hmm. off i'll cut around it and i think that's how she would feel about the fingernails too or the in the in the cucumber she would just say you know i'm going to uh I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna uh, cut around it. She doesn't mind it. She doesn't mind eating something after a sell-by date. But for me, like, if the, if the bread, okay, 
I got to help. I got Jake China, Chinatown is worried about the sharpness of the fingernails. We can file the fingernails off. I'll make sure it doesn't like fuck my innards up. But I'm just saying the actual material of fingernail. It's like, you know what it's like? Here it is. Let me help you all out. It's like a fucking toothpick in a way. Like, we're not supposed to eat wood, but people will sit around and chew on a toothpick all day and like, you know, break it up in their mouth and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same consistency as a toothpick, which, you know, your mileage may vary on toothpicks because I know my stepmom hates them, but I always thought they were cool as shit. Um, I don't use them. But yeah, my parents were yeah, really you look, super mad. You, you can look cool. You can look cool with a toothpick. Like, you know, you got it in your mouth. You're like a farmer with like a piece of wheat, like wheat or something. We weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to get toothpicks at the restaurant because uh, uh, my, my parents were just like, no, you're not going to look like a toothpick guy. My parents, I've said this a million times on the show, <laughs> I know, but my parents were very much like, you know we are fancy people okay it's like no we're not <laughs> we're so not fancy people but they wouldn't let us do toothpick because they would say you know well you look like white trash and i was like what the fuck do you think we are <laughs> you know it's like i don't i don't know what what to say really <laughs> i hate to tell them My dad yesterday. Oh, you got to hear yeah, this about my dad. This is the funniest thing. This is the funniest thing. My dad. Well, not funny. It's awful. And uh, it's the most American thing. I think I've heard somebody say in a long time. And my dad is lib. He's not a conservative. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him. And he's like, yep, uh, we're leaving next Friday. Very excited. I'm like, oh, really? We're, we're kind of talking about like cities I like and, and places that I've been that I thought were really neat and places they've been and thought they were really neat and, and stuff like that. And, um, uh, my dad goes like, uh, uh, yep. Well, we're going to, uh, and pardon me. I don't know the name of it. One of the central American cities, uh, next week. He's like, I'm so excited about next week. I'm like, Oh really? And he goes like this. He goes, uh, yeah, it's the one in between the two hurricanes. So it's all, it's cool with me. And I'm like, bro, it's not cool. The hurricanes are still bad. <laughs> Just because you're not going to be there doesn't mean it's cool. Well, maybe he just didn't want you to worry that he was going to get hurt in a hurricane. No, I wouldn't. But what is he doing I would doing never the fucking area? worry. I don't know. I don't, they go on cruises so much, dude. It's like, and it's, uh, it's not the kind of cruises you would like you know what i mean like the way they do it is they have alerts on cheap cruises so like they don't like really pick oh, where God. they're going or any sort of thing like that it's just like hey man there's a cruise for for you know however much a low price for a cruise is and they're like let's do it and then they just go <laughs> like it doesn't matter how many days where it's at where it sails out of it's just i want the I, it's a cheap cruise let's do it and they they just i mean they just go a lot and for me it's like i mean they've been on several cruises since covid and it, i just they went on one of the earliest cruises from covid 
And but no money again. <laughs> not nothing. It, it's not rich. They're not fucking rich. They don't have any fucking money. They're spending less on a cruise than I spend like going to Gatlinburg. <laughs> they're just like uh, 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 they love it. They love being on that goddamn boat, and they don't fucking care. They're trying to get me to do comedy on a boat. Yeah, yesterday they were like, you know what, you ought to look into is cruise ship doing comedy on cruise ship, and I'm like, guys. I'm a pretty nasty. Like, oh, my oh, my oh, comedy is oh, pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to explain to him like I am very nasty, and like oh, there's dirty comedians on the boat, and I'm like, I don't think there's the kind of dirty people like me. Like I'm talking about eating fingernails and cum and all like coming and shitting and jerking off and and burning places down and <laughs> stealing drugs and shit. <laughs> It's like uh, right, uh, get, who wants to be hated boat. by 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 an audience and then be stuck on a fucking cruise? Thank you. They would hate me too. And my parents are like, "Oh, that's the thing." It's like it's like a little something for everybody on the boat, though. They'll have like fifteen comics on the boat, and I'm like, "What? What kind of cruise are you going on? And why are there yeah, so got many people comedians? and fingernail people?" And yeah, <laughs> I do it. I think I would. Okay, if, yes, a discontinuity in the chat says, give it five years and Brian will be performing on the Chapo cruise ship. Here's the deal. If Chapo did a cruise, <laughs> which they would never do, I've known those guys for a very long time. I don't see them ever doing that. But if they did a cruise and they said, Brian, uh, you know, will you perform one of the nights? Yes, I would do that. A hundred percent. I would love to do that. It would be so fun. Um, but like just being a guy on like a fucking carnival cruise and performing i just can't imagine i'd be successful at that i just there's no part of my brain that thinks that the people on the cruise would want anything to do with what i do what about what about like I mean, uh what about like a casino like a Casino on a river, those riverboat casinos. What about those? Would you go? Would you go and do an act on one of those? Maybe, yeah. I mean, a casino though is is they're gambling on all the cruise ships. I wonder if there's gambling on the carnival cruise ships. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Again, um, but I don't know. I, I, I if if there's gambling on a carnival cruise ship then maybe I would consider doing like a gambling, like degenerate cruise. I think if I was going to do a cruise, like if I was going to perform as a crew, like a, on a cruise ship, it would have to be like, a, a, Hey, we're going to international waters, Brian, and, you know, they gotta be swingers, that? Brian. That's why they're so no excited swingers. about keeping it. Saying, they gotta be swingers, man. That's, that's why that's why they're excited about how cheap it is and whatever cheap cruise is because they know that's where the swingers go that would be fucking if i found my parents were swingers i'd actually probably shake their hands i i'd actually be excited to find out my parents are swingers i don't think they are just because i i just because i know them but i mean here's the fucking thing though like a lot of people's parents are swingers and they would never think that they're swingers you know 
But I think you can. I always feel like you can look at a guy and be like, "That's a swinger right there. That's a couple. That's a couple that likes to swing." Uh, but I would go on a sex cruise. Not. I wouldn't go on it for me to have oh, sex or whatever. But, but that a sex cruise seems like something. Like if you were on like a, a documentarian, yeah. Yeah, if you were on a sex cruise and people were like just railing each other and on a uh, on a you know deck or whatever they have there on the little surfing thing and uh, yeah, I just this is great. And I feel like the kind of people who like street fight. Yeah, fucking in the lifeboats, fucking in the fucking every room. I don't think they're swinger cruises. They're it, that's impossible because you're, you're never going to get an amount of people. <laughs> You're never going to get an amount of perverts like that would make sense to take over a whole cruise ship. And like, from what I understand about how cruise ships actually work is like when, so when there's a three eleven cruise, um, it's not all three eleven fans on the cruise. It is, there is a three eleven situation happening on the cruise, but also there's just regular people who are on the cruise, not for the three eleven stuff. And that's my understanding. I, I, I'm wrong about that. Um, so I, I, no, I you know what it makes you, you, my parents used to go to Las Vegas, like all the time when I was growing up and, and they were the first ones, like, if there was a bump on a, on a, on a flight, you know, like, Hey, this plane's too full. Uh, who wants to, uh, you know, the next flight will give you a free, whatever. That was my parents. Like number one, they didn't give a shit. They would just fucking get up and go. And they, <laughs> I, they didn't give a shit. Like my time is more fucking more valuable. I guess I got, I got plans. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If I'm going somewhere, I want to fucking get there when I thought I was going to get there. I'm not going to fucking get bumped. Yeah. My parents are pretty cheap. And I think they're just like old in a way where they're just like, uh, I want to travel, but I don't want to go through like my parents just went to Chicago the first time. But not learn uh, anything about it. You don't want to learn about a culture. It, it, the tra cruise people, they want to travel, but they don't want to learn about any other cultures. They just want their United no. States to keep, they just want to go on a floating tiny United States. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, it just feels like like it just feels like people who don't really want like they want to be on vacation they don't want to think about what they're going to do because one thing i know because my sister went with them recently on one that they don't even get off the boat at all they get on the boat and they don't get off the boat again until it's time to get off the boat so they don't yeah. even do other excursions yeah, they also have said to me, uh, I was talking about, you know, me and the wife next year, maybe thinking about driving from Vancouver to Mexico. And uh, they were like, don't go to Mexico. It's just, it's, it's very dirty. And I was like, all of Mexico? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, all of Mexico. <laughs> They're just insane. Yeah, all of Mexico. Just a very dirty place to be. But, uh, yeah, they don't want to anything to do with, they've never, they've never been to New York. Uh, they just went to Chicago like last year and being from Columbus and not going to Chicago until you're in your fifties or even sixties is that's nuts. Cause it's only a six hour drive. It is not far yeah. away. And, 
And I just, they just don't like, I think they like to not be home. And it's probably because of their dogs. Really? Well, I mean, you know, there's people in the UK, people in the UK that haven't been to like the other side of the UK. It's not a big country. <laughs> yeah. People in New York don't leave their neighborhood sometimes. Cause they're just like, what, what I need out of here and <laughs> have everything I need in New York. I know. I wish I was like that. Me too. I always want to leave. Anyway, man, I, I got to get going. I, I keep, uh, I got to get do you have, well, a, have a you have a good night, night buddy? It's good to talk to you. Peace. Have fun. All right, everybody. Peace. I'm going to lay down and watch TV with the old lady, the the old ball and chain. And uh I hope everybody has a great night. Uh don't mail me your fingernails unless you okay. If you wrap your fingernails in a twenty dollar bill, you can mail me your fingernails. It'd be very nice of you. Um I'm gonna go to sleep. I love you guys. Uh, me and Tony Boswell this Thursday and uh, Shocktober 1. Shocktober 4, Episode 1, Opie and Anthony and Jim and Sam uh, episode. I, I, I think everybody's going to very, is going to like it a lot. It's, it's kind of looking at what the guys are doing uh, solo this time.